0: Hey everyone, this is Matt Wakeling, and you are listening to the Guitar Speak podcast. This is the show I produce in Sydney, Australia, and I speak to leading guitarists and guitar figures from all around the world. Thank you so much for tuning in from wherever you are. Hope you're doing well. Hope you're safe and well in these times. Now, today, I'm speaking to Australian multi instrumentalist Rose Turtle Ertler. Rose is a really remarkable and unique person and also great to have her on the show. She's a multi-instrumentalist and her latest project, Mapatazzi is an all-women guitar and bass ensemble with over 20 musicians. Now, the music created in this ensemble is amazing. There's some very guitar Uh, vocabulary-centric kind of stuff going on, but with that many guitars as well there's lots of opportunity for just big washes of ambience and some almost orchestral moments in the music. It's really super cool and it was great to talk to Rose about the project. Now Mapatazi not only has a a musical focus and a very serious musical focus at that, but part of its outworking is that it's just drawing a whole community of artists, musicians, Um, people from all sorts of creative outlets and and drawn them together. So it's pretty cool to talk about how this project has unfolded and what's coming up for it. This episode is brought to you by The Pedal Movie, a feature-length film all about effects pedals created by the Music Gear Marketplace Reverb. I am super excited about this film. The Pedal Movie features nearly 100 interviews with people like Steve Vai, Peter Frampton, Jay Mascus, Billy Corgan and more including some of our Guitar Speak podcast alumni like Dweezil Zappa, Sarah Lipstate, Johnny Barmer and Brian Wampler. Reverb's The Pedal Movie is available now on iTunes, Google Play, and Vudu. For more information, visit www.thepedalmovie.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Fretboard Biology, the comprehensive online guitar course put together by Joe Elliott. Now, Joe is not only a fantastic guitar player, he draws on his years of experience as the ex-head of guitar at the Guitar Institute of Technology and also at the McNally Smith Music College. Here's a few words from Joe about the course. You're tired of waiting through hundreds of random guitar videos and just want to become a better player? Fretboard Biology is your answer. Fretboard Biology is a self-paced college-level program that'll give you the right instruction, in the right amounts and in the right order. You'll learn the same information I taught to thousands of other guitar players over 30 years of teaching in top music colleges. If you wanna make real progress with your guitar playing, then sign up for a free seven day trial at fretboardbiology.com. All right. My thanks to Fretboard Biology and Reverb. I appreciate you guys coming on as sponsors. Now, with Rose's permission, we have an excerpt of Mapatazi to play, and then we'll get straight into our conversation. Rose Turtle Erler, welcome to the Guitar Speak Podcast.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Hey, Rose, I've I've known of you, I've known of you for a while. Um, first time meeting you tonight, which is really cool. Um yeah. and what drew uh, your latest work uh, to me was uh, that of the band Mapatazzi, which is mm-hmm. an all-girl electric guitar orchestra. Which is yes. uh already sounds like a great idea what's what was the inspiration to put this band together
1: well um, I, I I did a project a few years ago called insultations and it was basically a sort of kind of theatrical installation y thing where people would walk into a room and there'd be there was five guitarists uh, electric guitarists all around the room and you'd kind of stand in the middle and yell. You, the audience would yell out insults. Uh, like, <laughs> uh, so, so the idea was that the, the guitars created a, you know, really loud, dense uh, wall of noise. So no one could hear you screaming out these awful words and you actually couldn't hear yourself. Okay. So, so, <laughs> uh, and so that, was, that was a few years ago. Um, and, and a few other things happened, but that was part of the performance and then i so i I love i just like having i mean it's only five guitarists but i just like the kind of i I got a little taste of the possibilities i guess of what you could do with a number of guitarists and i wrote music for them to play and then um and then i was playing i was trying to get that happening in tasmania i moved to tassie a couple of years ago i was trying to get a version of that happening here but I don't know. I didn't get funding for it, strangely enough. And but but for that, I, I happened to know a couple of women guitarists. Um, and then I thought, I'll i make it all women, just for extra level of something interesting. Um, and but uh, anyway, so that sort of fell through. But I, I still kind of had the idea in the back of my mind of having a group of uh, women electric guitarists. Um, and then I thought, oh look, I'll just I'll just see how many are out there because I, I hadn't been in. I've only been in, I'd only been in Tassie yet, maybe. Oh, nearly two years, about a year and a half at that stage. Mm -hmm. So I I didn't really know heaps of musicians or what was kind of happening out in that musical scene yet. And um, so I just sort of put the word out to see who would be interested in a mass um, experiment of women electric guitar players. And I got about 25 or 25 to 30 players who were kind of interested to be part of of something. Yeah.
0: Fantastic. So good. So good, and you had um, so as I understand it, to the um, the experience of all the musicians is is pretty broad. Um, yeah. How how did you how did you pull that together? Um, how did you start writing for this
1: ensemble? Yeah, it was quite. Um, we had to really put some thought into it because that the when one one girl, the youngest actually, one of, there's a few twelve year olds in the group. Um, one. Had never played guitar before, and she actually bought her first electric guitar on the way to rehearsal. Nice. <laughs> to fit. And she was she was a few she was a bit late came in a bit late as well. But um, so so and then we had really experienced like really professional great players as well. We have yeah. um, so so then well so then we just had to the a, a few of us wrote pieces have, have written pieces so far for the group, and we just ha- we just decided we had to make it simple. We we had to write. We had to make it so that a real beginner could play it, but also then good players can also kind of add things or, mm-hmm. uh, Yeah. So I mean, and I really like kind of working with with limitations. So I guess in this case, the limitation was that you know we we had to write it. F- yeah, for the for the level of beginners and. Yeah, and there's there's so much
0: you can do within that to make it interesting. <laughs> yeah, oh for sure. Now yeah. there ha- there hasn't been a lot of recording. Um, I've just caught some snippets in some, uh, I think like pre promo videos and things like that that mm-hmm. you guys have done. But um, there's one yeah. short video, and you're all just you're all just hammering this one chord, and it just sounds magnificent. <laughs> yeah. With, yeah, with all these strings and all the sympathetic drones and um, yeah. All the yeah. all the poly polytone. I've been mean, trying to get twenty one guitars. Trying to get six strings yeah. in tune is is a challenge for all of <laughs> us. So, just yeah, that yeah. natural <laughs> chorusing and all that stuff. Oh man, it was so good. I, I I'm thinking, surely yeah. there's a record or something. Um,
1: y- yes, we must. We have to record. Uh, I, I I could listen to that. There, there's one part. It's the very first chord of the s- oh. Oh, no, near the beginning of the show, but it's kind of the first big sound uh-huh. that, um, of the show. We've, we've really only done two performances so far, but um, so it's just the big, it really is the beginning of something. But um, the, the the first, I mean, everyone's just playing an E chord, just strumming, bang, 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 you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and not even perfectly in time. So it is a bit of a, you know, a bit messy, but it's, yeah, which I love because it just kind of fills up this. It's all you know, it tries to fill up all the spaces. Yeah, but I could yeah. I could listen I could listen to that for hours, really. Yeah. Just yeah, because like you said, that all the, the kind of there's so much there's so much in it. I mean there's like right like twenty well there's actually six bass players and um um what's twenty five minus six uh, um seventeen no no no. <laughs> what is it? So, right, twenty two. It's twenty at the moment we've got twenty two, so okay. six six bass players and sixteen guitar players. But that's like you know, that's yeah a lot a lot of strings, isn't it? So, a lot of strings vibrating yeah. to make make one big one big sound.
0: That's awesome! It must have been amazing in that um, on those first couple of gigs. So your first gig was in March twenty twenty one. Well, we
1: oh yes, yes, we actually we did two in that one day. So that's okay. all we've done. Yeah, Fantastic. but um, so we we had two chances to get it perfect. Nice, <laughs> yeah. nice. So,
0: yeah. Uh, you've got a, an extraordinary background in, in art music and in community events based around music. I'd love to get to some of that stuff for sure. Um, mm-hmm. But was any of the, the Mapatazzi was any of it influenced by other sort of guitar orchestras, like some of the, the Glenn Branca stuff or any other Not
1: art? really. I, I really don't. I mean, I've looked at, I, I don't, yeah, I mean, I've, it's not something I've followed. I guess I've just heard little snippets of, People doing things. I think in Melbourne last a couple of years ago, at the Melbourne Art, at the Art Centre, there was a big mass guitar, but it had uh, drum kits as well.
0: Okay.
1: And 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 it, and ones I have heard of kind of done covers, so I kind of really wasn't interested in that. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, sure. I really wanted to do original. It. It's just a really great opportunity to try new some new music. Yeah. Um. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't. I don't feel like. Particularly influenced by any other guitar groups,
0: yeah. Sure, sure. And what's um what's the community angle of of this group? Because that's that's a big focus or a big um maybe a big byproduct mm. of your wanting to have a jam with some people.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think you know the idea that anyone could join, no matter you know what your age is, what and what your skill level is. Was you know the idea is to make that really accessible for anyone who wanted to come and be part of it, um, and you know, that, you know, and that resulted in you know the youngest was twelve and the oh. oldest was seventy. Oh wow, and, that's great. Um, yeah, and there was yeah, and um, you know, a couple of classical players who have never played electric before, and violin player who'd never played bass. There's actually a few, and there's also a few. Um, there's a few mother daughter combinations. Oh lovely, there was, that's so cool. And there was a, yeah, and there was a couple who, the daughter joined, but then the, then later the mum joined because she thought that looked like fun. So she sort of found a bass, well, a couple of the, yeah, found bass guitar, yeah, a couple of the women mothers found a bass guitar <laughs> somewhere, and so they joined too. So that that's that's really beautiful. Yeah,
0: that's awesome. That's rocking. And there's um, again from some of the ABC coverage and other things I've read, there are um. Uh, there's women involved in uh, some of the costumes that you're performing in. Mm. Um, there's a, there's um, drawing and, and sketching and things. There's there's talk of a possible zine coming out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It feels like, I don't know, once you've got a group of 22 people, I feel like there's a lot of, there's so many possibilities. And yeah. so I could just say, I want. I let's make a zine and then people will, you know, in that group, people can contribute, and so yeah, we've got we've got a zine actually. It, it's made. Um, it's just and and, and um, so it's a lot of drawings that people not not all not all in the group, other people from the community sent drawings, or and i invi- we've invited people to come and draw a couple of the rehearsals, mm-hmm. and then and then we I didn't have enough words for the zine, so one rehearsal I just passed around little bits of paper to all the guitar players and said, "Can everyone just write down a few words or a sentence or?" Whatever you want about what it feels like to play the electric guitar. So um, that was great. Everyone, I think it's a really beautiful group of people. Everyone's kind of really keen and to do it. So in that moment, everyone just said, "Yeah, yeah," and they just straight away got to put their heads down and wrote a few, you know, sentence or two. So then, so although that was all the words that were put into the, the little scene we made. Oh,
0: that's so cool. That's awesome. So,
1: yeah, so I feel really lucky to have kind of met this group. I feel like, you know, you can just say, does anyone want to come and help print T-shirts? And then five people came and, you know, we made the silk screen and we printed our own T-shirts. So you can kind of do that. You can do that when you've got numbers of, and you yeah, know, of yeah, a yeah. group of people who are – yeah, and then, and then I, I wanted some costumes made. So I, I was trying to find a kind of women's – some sort of a community group of people who sew – so that sort of took me to um, the Women's Friendship Group, which is a group of Hazara women from Afghanistan, who refugee women who meet regularly in non And So I met with them. They actually came to my house, about 20 of them, and um, so I could explain to them the project. And I you know, played a bit of electric guitar and explained what it was all about. And then so from that group, five women jumped up to um, help make the costumes. So they made these beautiful head, kind of gold and silver head head pieces for us to wear. Wow, that's so,
0: awesome! Wow, that's, yeah, it's that
1: beautiful. Is beautiful. yeah. Wow, one of the,
0: I, one of my favourite things about music is just just the synergy and um, the human connection when you're listening to other musicians and and yeah. creating something. But you're taking mm. this whole community. Um, thing it's it, it's on steroids. It's
1: amazing. Yeah, the, the, yeah the okay, That's good. <laughs> But I always, I mean, I do love that. Yeah, I love that thing of bringing people together. But I also have in the back of my mind, it's not just it's not just that. It's also is about trying to make some really great music. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know. And I suppose I'm always in all my work. I'm always kind of fighting that kind of, daggy community feel. Yeah, and trying to remind people in it that this is really great, this sounds great. It's not just, you know, like just kind of, um, uh, what's that word, like to aim high, to, you know, to, that we really want to make this sound good. It's, it's not enough that we're just a group of community people playing something, but it has to sound yeah. really good. <laughs>
0: yeah, for sure, for sure. Because um,
1: I think sometimes people expect something not that great if they kind of think it's a community project, but it's not right. But um, So I think I'm trying to kind of always fight that, fight that idea.
0: I hope you are enjoying today's interview. Now, this podcast is brought to you by The Pedal Movie, a feature-length film all about effects pedals, created by the Music Gear Marketplace Reverb. Now, you know we love guitar pedals here on the Guitar Speak podcast and we're super excited on the release of this film. The pedal movie explores how effects pedals and their builders have shaped modern music and guitar playing over time, from the fuzz pedal, experiments of the Rolling Stones and Jimi Hendrix, through the shoegaze and indie rock of the 90s, and up to the modern day use of effects. Reverb also speaks with builders and leaders from more than 50 pedal brands to answer the big question, how did guitar pedals get so big? Reverb's The Pedal Movie is available now on iTunes, Google Play and Voodoo. For more info, check out thepedalmovie.com. Today's episode is also brought to you by Fretboard Biology, the comprehensive online guitar course put together by master guitar teacher Joe Elliott. Now, I was a beta tester for the course, and as a music educator myself, I was very impressed by the logical layout and format of the course. Heavyweight guitarists such as Brett Garsett and Greg Koch have also endorsed the program, so check it out at www.fretboardbiology.com. Okay, back to our interview. I think your email signs you off as an instigator of art. I love that yeah that <laughs> idea what's let's let's go back what what was the musical start for you
1: Oh like in the very beginning when yeah. i was a child. Yeah, because you wow. play. Let me take you back. <laughs> yeah,
0: You um. play like a truckload of instruments. Um, you've got a number of solo albums. You've toured the world um, <laughs> stacks <Wow>. of times. <laughs>
1: Plus, you... My manager.
0: Plus you find yourself in the middle of all these, um, yeah, community building and um, music events. So, yeah, what, what was the first musical um, spark?
1: I think I, I was really lucky to have it, um, to grow up in it family full of music so my dad played he was hungarian he played lots of instruments but not brilliantly but we had a kind of a wall of instruments that he'd get he'd buy from um, garage sales and do up like trumpets mandolins and banjo and right and he'd often say come on who wants to sing song and one of us would me and my sister would play the piano from the old readers digest sing-along book oh yeah so so, you know those ones? So that kind I of do. khaki cover, yeah. Yeah, yep. so, so, so Dad could practice one of his instruments. Um, and, we, and we loved doing that. It wasn't sort of a chore, but um, so – and then and we uh, – my sister and I are a year apart, so we t- sort of grew up playing lots of music together, and, and we had piano lessons. And I, my brother taught me to play the guitar. And, it, yeah, I remember the first song was um, Moll of Kintyre. Oh,
0: yeah,
1: yeah. In E. Yeah um, and then rivers of babylon excellent <laughs> uh, and, you know, and he taught me that you know to put methylated spirits on my fingers so that toughen them up
0: wow did so that, that work was...
1: yeah i think so i like the idea of it anyway it i did good, it sure? and i think so yeah <laughs> but um so i feel yeah and my mum was a well, she's still alive, but um, she was sang opera when she was young. Wow, cool! Not that she didn't really sing it around the house much. She was more when she was in her twenties and stuff. But um, she was always really interested in music and encouraging. Mm-hmm. So I feel, yeah, I feel very lucky to have been surrounded by, by us.
0: Yeah, and you're you come from a long tradition of musicians that went actually went to art school, not music school. Is that right?
1: A long tradition. Oh, what do you mean?
0: Well, there's a lot oh. of a lot of rock musicians ended up at art school rather than oh, studying music. Oh, I
1: think, sorry, yes, yes, yes. I thought you meant in, in my family. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I went. I, I I was I was a bit shy, and so and I always I like painting, so I went to art school because I always wanted to be a painter when I was young, yep. and I was too shy to perform, so and then I went to art school, and then I was in Sydney at, at um Kofa, and I was doing painting. And I was, But I was doing this sort of new media subject that kept changing its name every year as well as a minor subject. Oh, okay. uh, and then the painting, I sort of, I don't know, I think I just felt like the painting was too making me too introverted and uh, then I wanted to concentrate more on sort of sound and performance art. So then I kind of changed and, and then kind of gradually got a bit more confident to perform. Yeah, so I think in the beginning I was – I was too shy. I just wanted to paint. But then uh, I scra- gradually over the years, I sort of came out of that.
0: <laughs> my, my first um, musical connection with you was through um, the CD library at the University of Western Sydney where I did my music degree. And I, after a while, I realised that the CDs in the section that I really liked, it was all the CDs that John and Karna um, had bought for the uni.
1: Yeah, great. <laughs> I ended
0: up calling it the John and Karnasau section and I, I used oh, to, um, I, just to immerse myself in stuff, I'd choose, I'd just borrow <laughs> a couple of CDs a week that I like the covers of. And yeah. um, there was one of yours and there's this, um, I'm sure there's, it's a, like a, a drawing of you with a ukulele and a looper pedal. I can't, oh, yeah, yeah. I can't remember the name of the album, but... um,
1: yeah, it was... Um... King Pong Princess that was my
0: first one. Oh that, was it. oh, that was your first. Oh, awesome. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I love that album. Was was ukulele always the um, the main focus on those records?
1: Yeah, 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 it was actually. I, I got really obsessed with the ukulele for years and yeah, and I started playing it. When I played it, I only played it through effects pedals.
0: Yeah, awesome.
1: Uh, but then until I met, I met some um, really good players <laughs> – um, and some islanders, some Pacific islanders, mm. and then who sort of just showed me some little tricks, and then I, then I sort of gradually kind of got rid of the pedal and just learned how to actually play the ukulele as a ukulele rather okay. than a, a small guitar, which is how I was playing it before.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. And what else do you play? Because you're you're across a bunch of stuff.
1: Well, I, thought, I mean, I sort of grew up playing piano, so just actually recently in the last couple of months, I'm, we've gone back to the piano, which. I really have, I mean, I, it's always there, but I, I've never really performed heaps with it. But I've, I'm starting to do solo piano and singing song, uh, singing gigs. Not sure. I think I'm just waiting to find a band, but I just haven't quite found the right people yet. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> in the meantime, I'm just really enjoying the piano. Um, but, I, I mean, I, I, I was, yeah, I, I played ukulele and not much else for about, I don't know, 15 years, I suppose. Yeah,
0: okay.
1: Um, and just really tried just lots and lots of, Possibilities on the ukulele, and then met um, a play with a West Papua and string band who are based well. Now they're spread out in Melbourne, Canberra. Um, which is about eight people, four from West Papua, and me. Um, somehow I snuck in, and um, but that's really great because I really love the way they play. It's very rhythmic and fast. So I've learnt a lot from them about um, strumming and ukulele playing.
0: Yeah, cool. How, how do you end up with a, a group of West Papua and ukulele players
1: I, I i met through a friend who brought them to um a, 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 in melbourne i used to um the melbourne ukulele collective have a sort of monthly open mic ukulele night oh, okay, and cool. so so um someone i knew brought just brought the them they were just really in the neighborhood and they just were passing so they brought um she brought the group of a group of west Poppins to that and i just really loved how they played you know the the, I'd been in the ukulele scene for a while in Melbourne, uh, yeah, Melbourne in Melbourne, Australia, and it was kind of really growing when it was kind of really starting to to grow, and clubs were starting everywhere. And but I sort of I, it was it's a very it's a very white scene, and I was really excited to meet some islander, you know, some people who played it in a more traditional way. Sure, um, yep. And and I just really loved their kind of rhythmic style of it. So then I just sort of I just met them and gradually over about, I don't know, five years, we did some gigs together and then I I wrote a song for them and they'd invite me on stage and then they'd sort of say, I'll just stay on for the next couple of songs. (laughs) So then gradually I learnt the songs and, yeah, now I'm in it. Part of it's beautiful. Yeah, I'm very lucky. Very cool. Very
0: cool. Tell me about um, touring Europe back in the, I don't know, when did you start heading over that way? Uh,
1: I think the first time it was 1996. 1996, yeah, with, um, with my electric guitar yep. and my sister with her bass guitar oh. and our friend Hedge, who was the drummer. We had a band in Sydney called Spooky Loop in the 90s. We weren't famous or anything. <laughs> but, um, but my sister and I were going to Europe to find some – see if we could find any relatives in Hungary. And, and then our drummer, Hedge, just thought, oh, he'll, he'll come too and we'll do some gigs. So we ended up staying for about six months and – um that was great. And we, we stayed in Frankfurt. We met some people in Frankfurt who had a theatre group. So we ended up um, training and rehearsing with them and being part of a big theatre production but kind of as the band. And, oh, they made us dance as well. <laughs> <laughs> but that, that was really great because that was the first time I'd been to Europe because so that was a big kind of, sort of eye-opener to, you know, doing gigs there. and yeah. and Yeah. Uh, wow. we, we did sort of small kind of – you know, sleeping on people's couches kind of gigs, yep, <laughs> which yep. is great, which is great.
0: That's yeah. a pretty cool, six months. That's a good way to, to do it.
1: Yeah. Yeah, well, we sort of stayed with – yeah, we stayed in Frankfurt with that group for about six months, mm-hmm. you know, I think, and then from there we'd go off and do a few gigs here and there, Or, but, my, but a lot of the time we were rehearsing with this um, theatre group.
0: Sure, sure. Did you find any relatives in Hungary?
1: No, <laughs> no, because Dad was Jewish, so um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. Listen, long, long story, but
0: yeah, right. no, sure, sure. It's <laughs> very cool. Your um, your CV is massive, full of all these projects and um, and your own music, of course, which is super cool. So, back to the um, back to the Mapatazi project. Then, so what's what's next for you guys?
1: Well, uh, nothing absolutely definite, but uh, I'm just working on editing some video from the live shows that we've done, okay. and we've we, so far we've only got live recordings, so um, just kind of playing around with that. Um, so we need to record the songs we've written and properly, <laughs> and planning. it's because there's so many of us, I sort of I just want to do special big um, events, not sort of just you know, pub gigs everywhere.
0: Yeah,
1: sure. It's a big, you know, it's a big thing to organise. And, yeah, I want it to be really special. So I'm, I'm going to start planning uh, kind of another thing that's more of an installation where it might be that we kind of take over space. Mm-hmm. So kind of everywhere you look or every corner you turn, there's another person or group of people playing. And it's like I, I kind of want the idea to be that we're women playing guitars and we've got a lot to say and we're not going to shut up. Yep, yep, <laughs> And awesome. you, can't get a, you can't get away from us. So yep. I was just sort of thinking, imagining in this building where it's sort of like, you know, I'm not trapped, but almost slightly like just, yeah, we're, we're just everywhere and um, we're not going to be quiet. <laughs> yeah, very cool. So I don't know, that, that's just kind of something that's floating around my head that I haven't actually fine-tuned exactly how we do it. But, I mean, I really, I mean, I would love, you know, I'd love us to play it. Festivals and kind of I don't know, any unusual venues, or um, yeah, yeah. Well,
0: there's definitely so, some very cool festivals that happen in Tassie. Is that kind mm. of stuff opening up again? Um, as we speak, it's um, it's late May 2021. Um, you know, talking about COVID 19, of course, impacting yeah. a lot of stuff. Yeah. How are things in Tassie at the moment,
1: yeah. Tassie is, I mean, you know, we were very lucky. Um, luckier than anyone else in australia, I suppose um yeah, sure. being, being an island as well, but yeah things are definitely happening things that weren 't happening last year are starting to happen this year, so that that feels good for um for all us musicians here
0: yeah yeah I bet that's that's awesome that 's awesome yeah. and as we head into the warmer months, a lot of those those festivals yeah. sort of kick in so yeah. yeah yeah nice what's what's the best way for people to know what 's going on with Mapatazi and – and yourself, yeah. Rose, in in general.
1: Um, well, Mapatasi probably easiest is to follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Yeah. Um, and we'll keep keep everyone up to date updated with what's going on. And yeah, and the, the video. I'll get the video out. It's just it was just a little kind of two minute promo video of you know what we look like and what we sound like. And following me, I guess on my website, RoseTurtleElla or or Facebook or Instagram.
0: <laughs> great awesome well as i said yeah. I, was, I was fascinated with the project as soon as i heard about it and then yeah um to hear just those little snippets was was really really cool so um i can't wait to hear some some more stuff
1: yeah great thanks
0: no worries at all rose thanks for um thanks for your time thanks for chatting about this stuff and um my pleasure my
1: with it thanks very much thanks for being interested <laughs>
0: All right, there you go. hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Now, this podcast was brought to you by The Pedal Movie, the feature-length film all about effects pedals created by Reverb. Reverb's The Pedal Movie is available now on iTunes, Google Play, and Voodoo. For more information, visit thepedalmovie.com. The show was also brought to you by Fretboard Biology, the comprehensive online guitar course put together by ex-head of guitar at GIT, Joe Elliott. Check out fretboardbiology.com for more information. Alrighty then, you have been listening to the Guitar Speak podcast. My name is Matt Wakeling, and as the legendary German rocker Michael Schenker once told me, Keep rocking, keep on rocking. Keep on rocking indeed. Thanks for tuning in. I'll catch you next time. Bye now.